Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Francis is sending an unmistakable and clear message to the world with the elevation of his new crop of cardinals, but especially with his elevation of Bishop McElroy of San Diego. Forget everything that he said about stopping future Ted McCarrick's from happening in the church. Forget anything he said about Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church being wrong. Forget everything he said about defending the traditional Catholic view of unpopular positions the church takes in the world. Forget it all. Bishop McElroy being elevated is his most obvious statement that the future of what the world thinks is the Catholic Church is anything but Catholic. Let's look deeper why that is. Bishop McElroy is probably the last prelate that should have been considered for the College of Cardinals, but these days what normal Catholics think is not something Rome cares about in the slightest. Francis elevating McElroy is a totally disgraceful move but not one that is all that surprising. McElroy is a devotee of secular ideas and promotes them at every possible opportunity. And when I say secular, I mean of a particularly political slant to them, which is even worse. The faith does not fit neatly into a secular ideological box, and often our secular political allegiances are only done out of necessity. That's not what McElroy is doing when he promotes the du jour ideas that his secular allies are promoting at any given time. And it's certainly not what he's doing when he defends Lady Moloch with passive statements about the Eucharist and access to the most blessed sacrament, which I will get into in a moment. For McElroy, his track record shows that he is a strong and outspoken proponent of progressive demands on the church, which include the creation of Lady Deacons, which has never been done in the history of the church. No, deaconesses were never ordained. Those groups in early church history were a symbolic but very important function in those early days, but they were never ordained, despite what modernists will tell you. McElroy defends unworthy reception of the Eucharist in a clear and heretical break from the teaching of the church, and he passively encourages sins of the flesh that sacred scripture and the authority of the church condemns and has always condemned. And Francis elevates this man to the College of Cardinals, which means he has now a slight chance of becoming Pope at the next conclave. That is what elevating someone to the College of Cardinals means. It's a tacit endorsement of that man as even a slightly possible candidate for the Supreme Pontiff of the Church. Wrap your head around that one. Let's go over this. Here's what McElroy said about deaconesses. From an article published by NBC News in San Diego, yes, as mainstream a news site as you can possibly find, we get this headline. San Diego Bishop Robert McElroy announces support of ordaining female deacons. McElroy said this at the Pan-Amazon Synod back in 2019, and he was only one of three Americans in attendance, which helps create the illusion that the U.S. bishops have a pretty large support for this program. Quote, 
The leader of San Diego's Catholic Diocese announced he is in support of ordaining women as deacons, as controversial opinion that, if realized, would reverse thousands of years of religious doctrine. San Diego Bishop Robert McElroy's comments come after the Pan-Amazon Synod, an international meeting of the bishops. McElroy was among only three American bishops in attendance. Shortly after the Synod concluded, the National Catholic Reporter interviewed McElroy. In that interview, McElroy said he is personally in favor of ordaining women deacons. He also said he hopes Pope Francis's new study commission will find the practice is not prohibited by church doctrine. McElroy's comments marked the first public support for women deacons made by a Catholic church leader in the U.S. in years. He's taking a lot of criticism for speaking out at all, said Jane Via, an ordained bishop with the Roman Catholic women priest movement. Her organization is not sanctioned by the Catholic Church. I admire him, and I appreciate that. End quote. The fact that he gave an interview to the otherwise condemned National Catholic Reporter speaks volumes, and the fact that NBC cited them in no actual Catholic outlet for this story speaks volumes as well. Bishop McElroy is clearly not fit to even be a priest, let alone a bishop of the church Christ founded, whose teachings are immutable, timeless, and built on both the rock of Peter and the rock of Christ. But given McElroy's disdain for protecting the Eucharist and souls from consuming their own condemnation by illicitly receiving communion, one has to wonder what he thinks of the real presence. McElroy has been a proponent of keeping access to the Eucharist open to unrepentant public sinners who actively reject and work against the teaching authority of the Church. From America Magazine, we get this story, headline, Bishop McElroy, the Eucharist is being weaponized for political ends. This must not happen. Now, notice here that he doesn't say that those with mortal sins unconfessed should abstain or that being in position, opposition to the teachings of the church are mortal sins. Bishop McElroy wrote the following in American Magazine himself, and he begins by going over all the debates since the 2020 contest, and he specifically mentions the Moloch issue here, which is now dominating the news cycle, or was until some bad things happened that conveniently removed it from the headlines. Quote, the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches the Eucharist is the efficacious sign and sublime cause of that communion in the divine life and that unity of the people of God by which the Church is kept in being. It is the culmination both of God's action sanctifying the world in Christ and the worship men offer to Christ through him to the Father and the Holy Spirit. Because of this sacred nature and identity, the Eucharist must never be instrumentalized for a political end, no matter how important. But that is precisely what is being done in the effort to exclude Catholic political leaders who oppose the church's teaching on the Moloch issue and civil law. The Eucharist is being weaponized and deployed as a tool in political warfare. This must not happen. Advocates for the proposal to adopt a national policy of excluding Moloch-supporting political leaders from the Eucharist need a rationale to support this unprecedented action. They have proposed that it lies in the theology of worthiness to receive the Eucharist that has existed since the early life of the Church. Rooted in the exhortation of St. Paul not to eat or drink unworthily at the table of the Lord, the traditional theology of Eucharistic worthiness is simultaneously an exhortation, a recognition of human weakness and discipline. This traditional theology is an exhortation because it reminds us that the Eucharist constitutes the reception of the Lord himself, and thus all believers approaching the altar should in reverence attempt to conform their lives more fully to the person of Jesus Christ. 
Second, the traditional theology of worthiness incorporates into its presentation of the Eucharist the recognition that human failing is deep and broad and that the grace and mercy of God abound. Finally, the theology of worthiness in the church teaches that Catholics' conscience of grave sin should receive forgiveness in the sacrament of penance before receiving the Eucharist. The particular theology of worthiness that proponents for a national policy of Eucharistic exclusion have advanced dramatically de-emphasizes the first two elements of the traditional theology and focuses on the third element, discipline. Thus, it would be best labeled a theology of unworthiness, end quote. He goes on to describe this theology of unworthiness, which, let's be honest, is actually the teaching of the church that if you have a sin on your conscience or reject the teaching authority of the church, you should not receive communion, lest you condemn yourself by your own actions. Bishop McElroy is rejecting that overtly, and instead advocates for the Eucharist to be a healing salve for those who oppose the church from within. He said this more recently, too, in other statements. And it's nonsense, dangerous nonsense, that undermines the spiritual well-being of those he, whom he wishes to receive communion, and worse. It sends the message that confession isn't necessary to receive. What's the point of confession if the Eucharist is open to even unrepentant public sinners and will miraculously fix whatever issue is preventing you from being in spiritual communion with our Lord? That's not the worst of it. Bishop McElroy was one of the bishops who opposed moves by the USCCB to punish Ted McCarrick. This story comes from the American Conservative with this headline, Pope Francis McCarrick Maciel. Simple, and it makes the point. McElroy is not only part of the problem, he tried to obstruct taking care of the problem, which makes him more than just a bad bishop. The author, Rod Dreher, begins by showing letters written to McElroy about McCarrick over the years from some professionals who observed the mess, and their letters were ignored. So the writers of those letters sent them to Mr. Dreher. Then we get this, quote, I remind you that many, many people inside the church knew about McCarrick many years ago. Some would call me in 2002 as a writer at National Review, telling me that I have to do something about this. I would tell them that I can't do a darn thing about it unless they are willing to make on-the-record accusations or provide documents. Otherwise, it's just gossip and potential libel. Nobody ever came forward. Not a cleric, not a layman, though I spoke to both kinds of sources. Sipe, the professional he references before this quote, was almost certainly not telling McElroy anything he didn't know. But at least we have on record that the man who knew more about the private lives of U.S. Catholic clergy than anyone else alive informed the new San Diego Cardinal-designate about Uncle Ted, and the bishop did nothing. End quote. McElroy was told while these things were happening about McCarrick what he was up to, and he took no action. Full stop. No action taken. McElroy has since gone on the record with Supich and others to oppose looking into the case further to punish McCarrick formally, and Francis has rewarded him. By the way, does anyone know where Uncle Ted is now? Does anyone know what came of his case in Rome? Have you noticed that they've basically forgotten about McCarrick? It's a very curious turn of events, almost as if the events of the last couple of years were used to distract us from this, them sweeping this all under the rug. And people wonder why we have no trust in Rome. One thing is for certain, Elevating McElroy is sending a clear message to the faithful that fixing this most nasty of problems in the church is not something Francis is interested in, and in fact is preventing it from being fixed by getting the bishops involved into the most prestigious positions of power in the church where they can do even more to stop this from being fixed. Now let me know in the comments what you thought about this. 
do you know more things about McElroy? Because I didn't cover everything here. I didn't have the ability to. So if you know more, just let us know more in the comments, please. What message is this sending to the public and to the Catholic faithful? What's it sending to the secular world? More so than even the elevation of Archbishop Roach, which was bad enough. This is sending a message to the world that is unmistakable. So let me know what you think that message is. Share this video if you can, and like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.